1: Hello and welcome to the Travel Bet Podcast for Saturday, 24th October 2020. I'm your host, John Walker, and with me as always is Andy Vaughan. Hello. And Gordo. Hello. I don't know what people view this as and how you see it, but Gordo, you're there, Andy's there. If a podcast listeners only, you have no fucking clue what we're doing. That's it, I know. <laughs> how you doing? Fine. All yeah, right. good. Um, I right. was fucking, see that, see that midweek pick at Ajax, double chance yesterday? On Jesus the Christ. Patreon episode. I don't... I watched the highlights again. I have no idea how Ajax don't get a result in that game.
2: How they... The lob over the keeper that's cleared off the line, right? That, that's an incredible clearance. And then the shot early in the second half that hits the inside of the post at the speed of light. I'm like... How have they not scored?
3: The same with them. They hit Adrian four or five times, like, chest on with, yeah. like, balls into the box as well. But, like, you put any... Like... Adrian's not a good goalie. Like, just put it anywhere that isn't a part of him, and you've scored.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my my um my midweek Patreon came in. The Dodgers took a one 0 lead in the World Series. I currently have it? Game Two on behind me. Yeah.
3: What inning are you in now?
2: So. The Rays are leading 5-2. So there's a bit of a comeback here uh, from from the Dodgers in the bottom of the fifth. I don't I don't have any money on this game at all. Um it was just it was just game one. I figured the Dodgers to get out to, to a nice early lead which which they went and did. So wise, Gordon and I have been absolutely killing it this postseason.
1: Yeah. Which was an episode available for Bet on Patreon, which is still there. Uh, midweek episode on football. I think all of our kind of Bankers from that. Although Mavawi's been rotten, uh, the the red game came in. God, you were really unlucky with a visa for Fucking, I watched that full game. It was like <laughs> watched that watched that full game as
3: well. And it was ten minutes at the end where like three separate Machida players went down with cramp, right? And one guy, one of the players who had cramp, got up and stretched the other guy. <laughs> it's like no, 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 you don't get to do this as a unit. Like, um, but they were they were, they were very, very unlucky. And I'm taking them again this week. That. <laughs> So, back
2: at it. Last week's podcast was
1: decent, though. let yeah. run through that. Finally, that. Um, my banker was in the Bundesliga, Augsburg versus Leipzig. Uh, goal in the second half. It was one nil and a half time. Um, Leipzig scored in the second half. Andy, you were getting super confused by my my text patterns that were coming into you. <laughs> I don't know. Was I getting them in the wrong order? Was I getting... No, it was just I hadn't explained to you what I was watching. I think I just started <laughs> moaning. I... <laughs>
2: I think my first text was, how the fuck? Aye, it was, it was then when I was like, what's this in relation to? And then Gordon writes back, like he does, the cheeky little bastard, this. And that contains no information either, <laughs> as opposed to this, like, with relation to the specifics. I'm like, Gordon, you just stay out of this. You don't even know what you're talking about.
3: That's the best bit. That's what makes it most funny for me.
2: Oh, you're like one of these, one of these idiots on Facebook that posts something really stupid and then backs out of it by putting up a phishing meme when obviously you were just being retarded.
3: Yeah, to be fair, they, they, <laughs> y- you say that and I, I, I understand that and would never do that on Facebook, but <laughs> I guarantee that you are the bait every time, every time, like with these things, if they are doing that.
2: They're not doing it though. No one ever, not, <laughs> no one ever says they with the intention of doing it. It's a get out of jail free card used by idiots anyway, Leipzig did score
1: very soon after me sending my panic messages to Andy.
2: Mm. My backer came in again. I think I'm 100% for them this season. Um, mainly because I always pick Kawasaki, who won again <laughs> 3-0 um, at home to Nagoya. So uh, another top team, Nagoya. You were getting a big price on um, Kawasaki. You were getting 1-2 absolutely huge uh, went one won 3-0 so obviously the handicaps come in for minus 1 minus 2 they were also leading at half times so half time full time came in in addition if anyone had been brave enough to take something other than just the straight up win but the straight up win was a big price anyway it won it two for, for a team like Kawasaki Frontale. so another banker in they they love scoring the 44th minute for. A they half-time. do don't they? Yeah, they
3: yeah. do they yeah they do they do do it every week um But yeah, and so my banker was actually discussed at length on the show last week uh, when we talked about Bayern playing Armenia Bielefeld. um, And I'd taken over 2.5 goals, and we're talking about the various different bits she could get in this game. It it came in comfortably. And I actually also called out
2: the correct score
3: when describing what this is. It'll be 4 now, or 4-1, like...
2: Um, that's, and, and that's why we had such a big conversation around it though because you yeah. picked over two and a half goals but the way you were talking about it you really fancied Bayern to win minus two yeah. that's, why, uh, that's, that's why I mentioned it um, um, but yeah,
3: so they, they came in for me there so that was a
1: good one Also, oh, my value and league on, I went for him versus for Lorient um, they went 1-0 up um, and I thought that would have been the final score 1-0, 2-0 they looked very comfortable in the first half but 10 minutes in the second half, just went completely to shit. They conceded two goals, went 2-1 down. And then as they have done in four of their six league games so far, get reduced to 10 men and go on to lose 3-1. That is a real discipline problem. And it's really frustrating as a Scottish fan, whilst their strikers aren't scoring enough goals, their team are all disciplined and there's a Scottish striker sitting on the bench, not getting any minutes at any point in these games. So it's really doubly frustrating. And they will definitely be a team that I will now look to back against, I think the rest of the season away from home because they look like they're just nose diving um, and they, they didn't get that result
3: I mean and we, we took them a couple of weeks ago when they played Ren um, and got a draw out of the game but again like it isn't you never see them comfortably winning anything they either
1: fluke something or lose it was a, that's what I thought I thought they would have escaped to win against yeah. Laurie Inside Laurie Inside have lost the last seven away games and that was League 2 and League 1 coming up Yeah. But, Ream obviously just on a totally different planet just now, look completely different from a team last season, and I always worry like I hate that phrase about losing the changing room, but I do worry when you get consistent red cards in games as the players just look completely done like I don't get, there's no responsibility because that's now players that are going to be missing they must consistently have people suspended coming up for the next like two or three games, but it didn't come in and it kind of ruined our bank of value sixfold as it was
2: disgusting. Um, my value bet was even money. Uh, I was in the Japanese J-League, took the Uruwa Red Diamonds uh, the Vigalta, Vigalta Sendai. The Uruwa Red Diamonds won both halves 3-0. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> and, and won, you could say. And won the game 6-0 um, for an even money show. Uh, that was tremendous. Uh, it's Probably my best value pick of all time in terms of uh, odds to actual results. Um, a 6-0 doing Um, so yeah delighted with that one
3: Um, and my value came in as well Um, so I had Paris FC at home to pal Paris FC won 1-0 they've done quite a lot of this this season in winning games late and by very low scores so and against not not I'm not taking them at all this week and probably won't until the French League 2 at the moment the best record is 10 points in 5 games and the worst is four points in five games. There's not wow, enough, really, where you tight. can say, you know, there, there's anything to kind of go on. Except, I mean, I, I look at all the games and go, that could be a draw. Um, so, but Paris FC did it for us this week, and that was around even money. So, uh, that was my value pick.
1: Um, on to outsiders, my, my bet of the week. Um, the old firm game, Celtic versus Rangers. At the time of the podcast, and I even shared the picture from the betting site, because I was like, people need to see this with the actual odds. Rangers were fifteen to eight. Celtic were eleven to eight at the time, so Rangers were massive underdogs. Really, um, really fancied them. Didn't see anything from Celtic so far this season, and the game panned out exactly. It was, it was the, the most comfortable not having to do it in the old forum game that Rangers have ever had at Parkhead. It was so easy, like it was zero I mean,
2: shots on target. Yeah, sure. it was so easy, wow. um, and I think we've already
1: spoke about it. this. Might just be out before the game. Andy, you mentioned it. If he's a list oh, of Celtic there, AC Milan it. tonight. LK so
2: the price AC is coming. The price is coming in. So AC right. Milan were even money when we uh, recorded on Tuesday for our midweek podcast. This is now uh, Thursday, and I think they're eight to eleven on. Right. Well, it will
1: depend on the lineup. That's what I'll. Be it will, will
2: depend. It will depend on the lineup. But I think people are looking at, at that game now and going uh, with the knowledge of how Celtic played against uh, against Rangers and just how good AC Milan are. I think maybe people haven't realised how dominant they've been. Since football resumed in June, yeah. haven't lost, um, and, and most of their games have been wins. So it's a good. It, I think it's a good spot to back uh, AC Milan, especially because there'll be no fans in Parkhead. Do you know it's another. But that, that was a great pick, John. The right. Rangers pick. Um, yeah. I, I, I said it last week on the show before the game started. That I was all over it as well, um, because two to one for Rangers was mental. So great outsider.
1: Just on AC Milan quickly. I seen an interview and it was Zlatan Ibrahimovic. From a year and a half ago when he was playing for LA. And he was I think he was talking about who's the wee guy. no. I don't know, is it Carlos was it Carlos Vela that was playing for LAFC? So there's two LA teams now. And um he was top scorer, I think. And as Latin said, if I'd come to this league when I was twenty three, I'd be breaking all the records as well. And he goes, mm-hmm. but I'm thirty nine now, or thirty eight at the time. And I'm still better than he was at any point in his career. And he's like, I'm not here because I'm finished. I'm here because I chose to come to America. Yeah. And he said openly, he's like, I could go back to a top European league and be top scorer in that league, no problem. And since he's went back to AC Milan, he's got fucking 13 goals in 16 Serie A games at the age of 39. He yeah, scored the double in the Milan derby at the weekend to win 2-1. Like, that's ridiculous. The guy's yeah, yeah. Bet, the guy's going to be 40 this season. Like, that, that doesn't make any sense to me, man. Unbelievable, like, how good he is. So if he's playing against South I'd be really worried tonight.
2: Um, my outsider, uh, I, I didn't get it in. I took Union Berlin away at a pretty awful Schalke team because you were getting Union at a big price. Uh, but the game ended a draw, one each. Although Union did take the lead early in the second half, they were they were pulled back with twenty minutes to go, and the game ended one all.
1: It's um, a good point in that. See this week, I don't think any of us are taking it. Dortmund, Schalke, so that's the derby. Schalke yeah. are the highest odds they've ever been by a German bookmaker to win that really? game. Yeah, they're wow. out to like twenty. They're out to twenty to one to win that game, which sums up how bad they actually are.
2: Oh, Dortmund will squish that. Uh, I just think the, the odds on a for a banker would be so small that it's maybe not worth it.
1: It's one to well. it's, yeah. well. it's not even It wasn't even worth looking at goals in the second half. Goals in the, It's just a waste. A waste of a bet. Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: and speaking of outsiders, I had taken um, Hoffenheim to beat uh, Dortmund at the weekend. They didn't, so that, that was my outsider. Didn't come in. Um, they also didn't both teams to score, which was uh, yeah one of the first times. In a long time that they've not done that. Um, I watched the highlights back because the Bundesliga get really, really good highlights packages if you've got BT Sport, um, and they didn't even really, you know, it's having that boy up front. I can't remember his name, Kramaric. You think, oh, if he if he gets a chance, he'll score. They just didn't create any chances for him to score. Um, but yeah, so my outsider didn't come in, and
0: the
1: charity was a bit of a failure last week. Um... I'd taken Atletico Madrid away to Celta. They were winning 1 0. Um, my notes from last week were Atletico's defence looks great 2 0 nils. I can't see Celta scoring against them, and I fancy Atletico Madrid to win 2 0, which they did, but I think their second goal was like in the 93rd minute. So it was never really good. But yeah. the 1 0, the clean sheet, Celta looked really devoid of goals. So have a wee look at them. They're not in any map picks, but have a look at who they're playing away from home. They might be worth looking at.
2: Uh, my charity pick didn't matter because it was already dead um, which <laughs> which as it turns out was a blessing in disguise for me I took uh, kashiwa Reza all away at Shonen um, around even money price uh, they lost the game actually Shonen won 3-2 kashiwa uh, had a 2-1 lead going into the last 12 minutes but conceded twice uh, in 3 minutes around the 80 minute mark and, and went on to lose the game 3-2 so so uh, no return for me this week on the charity pick
3: and a I think what Grenoble knew at the weekend was that Shonin were going to score a good few goals. So they really thought there's no point in taking this into like really, you know, a Sunday is a lot of stress involved in that. And my pick of uh, X2 on Amiens versus Grenoble, Grenoble lost 1-0. It was a really bad game and also a really bad pick. Um, <laughs> so, but it, it, they scored after half time. Grenoble, like, if you look get the stats in the game, about even possession. Grenoble had less uh, attempts on goal, but had, like, more shots. At lo- less overall goals at attempts, but more shots on goal. A truly dismal game. And the first time that Amiens have really got anything out of any of their games this season yet. So, there's another reason I'm avoiding the League 2, is, is is because of that. It's, it's just, there's not enough. There's no Dagger force, There's no uh, teams like that who are, you know... Right, they've won five of five. There's just nothing yet, but poor pick. But I'm back this week with a really good pick, so that's good.
1: And yeah, we'll just battle straight on to this. Yeah, one. Yeah. It's, um, I'm going in the English Premier League. I think I found a pretty good banker for pretty good odds for me, considering. Um, Fulham versus Crystal Palace on Saturday afternoon. I'm going for a goal in the second half. The odds are 1-3, to three, which considering Fulham's record, so five league games in, Fulham are averaging two goals per second half, um, either for or against, it doesn't matter. And it happened in the last game as well. Palace also had a goal that Brighton scored against them very late on in their second half. So we're just looking for a goal in the second half. You get an odds at 1-3, to three, which mm. considering, like I said, Fulham are averaging two goals exactly per second half. Palace are averaging 1.2, but there's been games where there's been no goals in the second half. But the stats are there. I like the odds. 1-3 is really good. I'm really big on this because, as you know, I do not like Fulham at all. Even yeah. pa- I think on the counter-attack, you could even look at Palace to win that game as well with Zaha. Zaha and end on the counter are just phenomenal. Um, but yeah, I really, really fancy that. I fancy a goal at least.
2: Um, My banker is Saturday at 6 a.m. UK time in the Japanese J League. Um, Now, this is strange. I don't think we'll have had this happen before. Um, I see John's just decided to take a little walk walk around his room. Yeah, yeah, so Saturday, 6 a.m., Japanese J League. Uh, Yeah, this will be a strange one because I'm now backing a team to win as my banker that I backed to lose as a banker last week. Which is
0: yeah, which must is be.
2: madness, really. Uh, but it's Nagoya Grampus Eight against vigalta Sendai, and I'll take the home team Nagoya to win at odds of three to five. And this is just a reflection of how poor vigalta Sendai are as a football club. Uh, Sendai's last win now came fifteen matches ago. They've slipped all the way to the bottom of the J League, so they're so they're last out of everybody. Thirteen points from twenty-two matches. Nagoya are solid. They're fifth in the table. Their form is decent. Nine points from their last five games. Their two recent losses were against two very good teams, Kawasaki Frontale, who destroy everybody, and last year's champions, the Yokohama F Marinos. So the fact they've got two recent losses, I don't think is anything really to worry about, especially since they're up against um, Vigaltas and Dai. Nagoya are one of the best home performers in the league. 25 points from 11 home games. That's the third best home record out of all the clubs. Sendai only have two points from their last 10 games in total. So while I'd back Nagoya as a banker to lose last week, I think they're an absolute stick-on to win this week against a really poor uh, Vigalta-Sendai team when Nagoya are strong at home. Three to five.
3: Safe. Safe. All on the grampas. Um, <clears throat> so what, what do you look for when you're in a banker, right? This is, this is what I want to talk about this. What is it that you specifically think a banker <laughs> should have should you have thirteen games at home unbeaten? Is that is that the kind of thing you'd want as a banker? Yeah, I'd say so. Where any of those thirteen games six one wins? Oh yeah, three of them. That's fine. <laughs> so this week I take you to Norway in the elite CN. This is uh, round twenty two. It is Bodo at home to uh, Bodo are at home versus Mjondalen. Um, so Bodo are top of this league by sixteen points. Two more games and they're out of this. They're they're done mathematically. They will not get... There are two easy games in this league, playing Mjondalen and playing are um, playing uh, Alicent. They're playing Mjondalen this week. They're 2-9 to nine to win. They are 56 points from 21 games. Mjondalen have twenty. Uh, have played 21 games and have 17 points, are in, are, are in a relegation battle with Start and, to some extent, Sandiford. Um, Bodo were brilliant in the Europa League. They were very unlucky to go out to AC Milan um, in, in their respective ties there. They've been tremendous at home all season. You know they they are actually over twenty games unbeaten at home. There's three draws in there, truthfully, um, but the rest of them are all wins. They're a shoe in for this, and they're two to nine, one to four is the kind of price you're getting them to play against a second bottom of the league team. You know the away team are for a draw eleven to two, and uh, the away team are nine to one. So that gives you the idea of the kind of confidence that the bookies have of of Bodo going over the line here. They're probably going to get picked apart next season by AC Milan. They're going to get picked apart by teams that have seen them play AC Milan in the Europa League. Um, there's quite a lot of their players that are young guys that will just get swooped up to, you know, the kind of players that would end up at Brighton or Crystal Palace or any of those kind of players. Um, so I, I think this is a really good spot to be backing them in. They lost their last game away from home, and that was to Moldy, who are their title their challengers. And... A couple of other players were missing for that game. They're back at full strength. They're playing one, yalan They are two to nine.
1: This is as safe as you're getting, I think. It seems, I, think really I, I think even the odds are mad. Like I, I would expect that when people check them, they're going to change because they're way too
3: high. I mean, I didn't even really speak about how bad the away team are. That, that's how, I mean, the, the away team have lost their last three away games, 4-1, 2-0 and 6-1. Um, you know, out of their last eight away games, they've lost seven. Uh, they only get a one nil win against Bran, who are down the bottom with them as well, and they're just dreadful. They went on, earlier on uh, in last year, sorry, they went nine games uh, in a row lost away from home. So they're, they're not a good team. They got a couple of quite good results around right at the start of the season, but they've just fell away. Last eight games, they've got they've got one win from. So two to nine for my
1: banker this week. Hey, excellent. Um, I'm going to say half my value. Um, I'm betting against Aaron Hickey's Bologna side. Um, I'm going for Lazio, the home side. Now, on form, I would never have touched this. But after watching the highlights of Lazio versus Dortmund um, last night, where Lazio beat Dortmund 3-1, Lazio were immense, looked really, really strong going forward. Bologna have been conceding goals uh, left, right and centre, conceded four the previous weekend in a 4-3 defeat. I just can't see past Lazio, and I think it's 7 to 10, so just slightly under evens. Um, I think you probably get 45 closer to kick off. I really fancy Lazio. I think the value is excellent in that game, and I think Lazio will kind of return to form. And just being the home side as well, I'll edge it. Um, Yeah, just really fancy them. I've not seen enough. Because with Aaron Hickey moving to Bologna, I've been watching a wee bit of their games. Defensively, they're really poor, they really struggle. And just watching Lazio just absolutely dismantle
2: Dortmund has made me think this is like an absolute stick-on at just under 45. Um, the only game I've got from the weekend that's on Sunday is is my value pick. So Sunday, 1pm UK time in the Danish Superliga. Horsens versus FC Norgeland. I'm going to take FC Norgeland to get an away win at even money. So Horsens are rock bottom of the Superliga through five matches. They've only got one point. They've scored three times but conceded 11. So that tells you pretty much all you need to know uh, about Horsens. Norgeland, much more respectable. Seven points, scored 10, conceded 8. Pretty solid team. The teams last played in February where Zealand won this game 6-0, albeit it was a, a home match for Zealand The time before that, uh, they played away in Horsens. That was in July 2019. Zealand also won that by a 3-0 scoreline. So Zealand uh, they've lost twice in the league this season, but they've been against top-tier opposition and also local uh, Derby rivals FC Copenhagen and Brondby, so absolutely no shame in coming out one goal losers in in those games. Uh, they should really be pretty comfortable in beating a very poor horse inside, and I think even money is is a very valuable price.
1: Yeah, I'd looked at I'd looked at the wayside double chance for one of my bankers. We um, were getting level 4 so we were getting good odds for that as well. So, but I was me just being a shite bag and trying to find like a decent banker. Absolutely, that's the right side. Okie okay, dokie. Okay.
3: Well, so my value pick this week is in Japan. It's the J2 League. Say you're at a loose end after game four of the World Series. You know, you've just watched the Rays hopefully beat the Dodgers at that at that point. Uh, the game has finished. It's 5am on Sunday morning. You think, what am I going to do? And you think, did I go to sleep? No, I'm going to stay up and I'm going to watch as Vipa Fukuoka beat Chiba on Sunday morning. Now, this is... Um, as Vipa Fukuka we've covered, they drew their first game out of the last 12 they've played um, at, against Machida. They were, it was a very difficult opposition this week. Chiba actually did the same thing against Machida, um, but that was when Machida were at home. Fukuoka have won their last five games at home. Chiba have been one draw against um, Omiya, Ardija, who are down at the bottom of the league. They lost to Kasatsu. Um, they beat Ryukyu and they beat Ihime, so they're, they're not the easiest of opposition. That's why you're getting uh, Fukuoka at around even money at home. Now, Fukuoka are top of the division. They are on 56 points, 28 games. Chiba are in 16th. They've got 35 points from their 28 games. They're out of the relegation battle, but they don't really have anything to play for, really, until because of how the, the Japanese football structure works with just two teams you know, going up from there. So, I'm really comfortable with uh, with Fukuoka at home here. They have quite a lot of foreign talent bought in. They kind of remind me a bit, of, I'm trying to think of a team, I was going to say Gretna, but that's a bad comparison where they just bought all the players that were like, ah, he's out of contract and knows how to bang in goals. Um, but yeah, so I'm taking Fukuoka at home here. You're getting them at even money um, and that's on Sunday morning. Uh,
1: I like the bet. I think it'll be a really, really shitty game. Um, I would, I'd also look at correct score 1-0 because I think that's what's going to happen here I think yeah. it's really tight really boring Sheba don't concede a lot but they also don't score a lot of goals yeah and I mean four of the
3: last five games they've played against each other have ended 1-0 either way right okay there you go that backs up then that's good yeah but most of them come out with uh, Fukuoka on top so f- three of those five come out with Fukuoka on top um, the only one out of there that's even remotely different to that is when Fukuoka won 3-1 Um and I was looking for red cards or something in that game, but they just there was two goals within the first five minutes of the game.
1: <laughs> for my outsider, I've gone to the Scottish Championship. So the Scottish League's just started back last weekend for all the lower leagues. I'm going to Inverness versus Ayr, and I'm going for their Wayside Air. So there's only one round of fixtures so far in the league, but there were some um, League Cup group stage fixtures already happened. Um, last weekend in the league Inverness got beat 3-1 away at Dunfermline both teams had a red card it actually won 2-1 at home at Queen the South Ayer looked quite good in one of the League Cup games against Hamilton I think they look like a decent side there I just I just don't know from looking at that first game Inverness looked really really bad like really really poor against Dunfermline but it could be that there's been so much layoff we've been what, talking six, seven months that there could be squads could have completely changed. I don't know enough about them. I need to go into greater detail. But just on those games and the performance against Premiership Hamilton, I really like the look of air. And the fact you're getting them at 11 to 4. So almost 3-1. A really, really good price for a team against a team that can be 3-1 offered on Fairlands side who aren't great. The thing to note is I think the Scottish Low Leagues are going to be where this away fixture, away team win percentage might change. Um, I was listening to Andy Halliday on Open Goal talking about the protocols that they're following. They have to turn up change. They can't change in the changing room and they can't get shivered right after the match. So it, there's no comfort for away teams like so. Air players will be travelling and getting changed and going out onto a pitch. Without. So what
2: they get they get changed what in the they put their boots on in the coach. Well I've now seen so
1: Andy Hardy kind of preluded to that, but I've now seen Daryl Duffy post pictures of himself leaving his house wearing the kit for String Ra. Leaving his wow. own house
2: wearing yeah. his own kit already. And then a pair of trainers or something, and he'll just slip his boots on, if he and
1: it it on. off, him the and coat. Strip off aye. Wow. So that this this is this is honestly this whole thing's turned into mayhem in Scottish football. Scottish football is gonna fucking like really, really go bad here. There's gonna be a lot of teams lost the way this is going. But I do think it'll be interesting to because a lot of home teams won last week in the lower leagues. Mm. So I'm kinda looking for any sort of indication as to see why that was the case when every other league seems to be hoping it's the other way around. But I'm hoping that that was just a a rare situation and the air continuing that's a wee team start. But eight four was too good to turn down. Just looking at the first round of fixtures. what
3: what that does say to me is that these players would struggle with the Scottish Baseball League that has zero
2: pavilions. Ah, hey yeah, you're doing you're you're doing Edinburgh a massive disservice. <laughs> One pavilion.
3: <laughs> um, yeah, uh, turn up, turn up on game day wearing your kit. That's exactly what you should be doing. <laughs> like that's, that's mandatory. Um, but yeah, it's it going to be interesting to see how that pans out, John. But I like the pick
1: uh, three to one. Go for it. Aye, that's it. It's an outsider, right? Aye.
2: Uh My outsiders in the Japanese J League Saturday seven AM UK time Tokyo FC against the Yokohama F Marinos. Uh, these are two teams that I guess are reasonably close in the table, although Tokyo definitely have the, the upper hand. They're third, while Yokohama are in seventh place. So, it, getting you're getting 15-8 to eight on a home team that's third place in the table against someone that's seventh. I think that's an absolutely huge price. Um, so, Tokyo, not only higher in the league, they're also higher in the, in the form table. They've got nine points in the last five games compared to Yokohama's seven. Uh, the other time they've played this year, so the only time they've played this year, July 2020, Home game for Yokohama, and Tokyo actually won that 3-1 as an away side. So they've already got the beating of them this year as well. I think as an outsider price of 2-1, to one, Tokyo are a great pick here.
1: Yeah, I, I really like
2: this. I just think that's a really big price. I think I think uh, Yokohama having won the league last year is perhaps why um, they're favourites for this game. I don't think they should be favourites for this game. You could make a compelling case that this should be one of those games where both teams are around 11-8. Um, so 2-1 to in the home team and the higher place team and the better form team yeah I'm all all over that as an outsider Tokyo
3: nice like it Um, so my outsider this week is actually probably the shortest price outsider I've taken ever on the show but I couldn't not mention it because it has all the hallmarks of what I'd consider a banker on the show which is the it's Orgright versus Austers on Saturday. So you've got Austers away from home who have won. They've won their last five games in the spin. Orgright at home have lost their five last five games on the spin. They lost a cup game in between them as well. Austers um, had a cup game in there that they also lost at that point. So league-wise, th- these two teams couldn't be further apart with 15 points from five games for Austers and zero for Orgright. You're getting Austers here at eleven to eight. Now you might think, oh, they were playing against crap opposition or anything like that, but no. Austers beat Degerfors, top of the league, Degerfors eh, in this league. Whereas Orgright lost to them in that in that period as well. They've played against some kind of interesting oppos- eh, opposition in there as well. Orgright lost to L6 Stuna, who we covered as being genuinely terrible, like a really really bad team. Like there's two of them in the, the in that league. It's Leung-Skiel and uh, Leungskiel and uh, the other team that I mentioned there. So you've got Orgright uh, versus Austers. I'm taking Austers away from home at 11-8. to eight. Now, I can't see why they wouldn't win this game, which is why I featured them as my outsider, because I don't think they fit as value. The value should be around even, money. This is just too much. So it's, it's, in a, it's in a bit of a sweet spot for me, a bit of a difficult spot for me in that they don't quite meet the criteria, but I couldn't leave them out for this week. So
1: I'm going to be taking Austers away at Orgright. I don't like it because it's not an outsider by our in terms. But I do like the pick and I think <laughs> they'll win. I also think they'll win comfortably. I think they'll win 2-3 now. Yep. And I think that would allow you to sit in the outsider area is if he took minus one at four to one, which is really, really, really good odds, considering what you're looking at here. um, Orgite have lost two games in the last five, they've lost in that space to that result. And in that same time, Austers have won three games minus one as well against better teams. I think this will be a really comfortable win. I think it's really good price for it. It's just not an outsider because they are the favourites in the game. But I'm going to let you off because it's, Needed to be mentioned somewhere. It's a good pick. Yeah, yeah it's a good, good pick. Excellent. We I mean this is just
2: because we have named these terms. You know what I mean? Like that's arbitrary. Uh, yeah. If
3: you
1: if uh, you set the rules, you're
3: allowed to break them. But, <laughs> yeah, cool. yeah. Um,
2: but I mean, uh, I mean, the reason the reason we set the rules when we first started doing the podcast was just we we wanted to be able to give a breadth of different different odds because there yeah. are people out there that listen to the show that don't like putting on things that are wanted to. Yeah. yeah. So this was just uh, you know if you want to, if you're the sort of guy that wants a. Uh, a two to one plus shot then here are our best ones from around the world but I really like the pick yeah, yeah. so too.
3: 11 to eight you're getting them um, at and, and that will be my outsider and as John mentioned you can take them minus one for four to one if you're feeling particularly bold but I'm going to stick with you know it doesn't matter to me how they win as long as they win cool
1: cool over at the charity I don't think I need to explain this but I will in case for some reason we keep getting you listeners £10 of their own money on the treble one pick each the winnings go to charity. If not, £10 goes to the end of the season anyway for every week that we have not won money. So the least they can get is like 380 quid for the season if we didn't win any money. But we have been winning some money, so it's been all good. I think every year we've at least surpassed at least 380 quid, which they is have. excellent. My charity pick is in the Belgian Premier League. It's Herkel Bruges versus Mouscron. I'm going for the home team, Herkel Bruges, which is where David Bates is playing. The home team are 9-10 to to win this game. They've won three of their first four home games of the season. They are the second-best home team in the league after five rounds. They are playing the second-worst away team, which is Muscron. The thing to note if you look at Muscron's results is if they play a noticeable good team, so they've played Anderlecht and Standard so teams that have reputation, they seem to get a draw. They seem to be able to dig in and get a result. It's when they've played teams like Hercule Bruges, despite them having a really good home record, They're not a top team in that league. They're a fourth, fifth or sixth. They would get Europa League football in that league on a good season. They will try and get points off this team. They will try and go for them. And that is where they have fallen down against teams like Cotterite and Upen. They've lost to teams that are around about them in the league because they've tried to have a goal to get points. I think that's what will happen here. I think, um, what's his name? Paul Clement, who was Ancelotti's assistant at Real, Chelsea and Bayern he is their manager now they're playing really good football and we've kept a wee bit of interest because like I said David Bates is there the football is good they beat Ghent 5-2 last weekend they were 3-1 outsiders in that game to win at home 5-2 is an absolute scudding being a 3-1 outsider so I really fancy them I think they'll do the job this week I think they'll ride high they've won the last two games they're playing a team that have lost their last five away I think this is a really good bet
2: My charity pick this week, Saturday, 2.30pm in the German Bundesliga. It's Mainz versus Mönchengladbach. And I'm going to take München Gladbach to be leading this game after 45 minutes. So to have the half-time lead at odds of better than even money, 6-5. to five. Uh, So each of Mainz's last six games has now seen the opening goal happen in the first half hour. Uh, Mainz have now lost six of their last eight home league matches. They're not good at all um there's also a cool stat that says every game that munch and gladback's been involved with that's seen a winner since september 2019 the team that scored first has gone on to win the match so that's 15 matches eight of which they've won to seven of which they've lost i just think that's, i just think that's i think that's pretty cool so there's some value possibly if you do fancy them to be leading at halftime for the halftime full-time so you can that's why i include that because you, you can boost the odds Um uh, I had a look because Mainz love um, either conceding or scoring goals in the first half at over 0.5 first half goals, 1-4. <laughs> so the, bookie, the bookies have caught on to the fact that goals happen in in the first half of Mainz games. So in order to get something of a decent price, uh, I'm going to put my faith in München Gladback to be the team that, that gets the goal in the first half and for them to be leading at halftime. So it's so slightly better than even, 6-5. to five.
1: Yeah. Like get okay, okay. To the dogs.
3: Uh, so my charity pick this week is incredibly low odds um, as I am trying to build my reputation as a charity lover and not a charity, well, thief. <laughs> I think it would be the best way to describe it. Um, so I'm taking Empoli, uh, the double chance at home to Pisa. Empoli have been great this season. We covered them a lot last year because of Liam Henderson. Um, so far in the league, they have played... Four games, and they have 10 points for the uh, for their four games. Pisa have played four games and have three points. Now, Pisa are interesting here, actually, because their away form has went draw, eh, loss, draw, loss, draw, loss, draw, loss. And I don't want them to come back and get a draw here and take the charity money away from me here. So I'm taking empty or draw at this point. I think it's a very good pick because... He's are pretty poor. They get an absolute doing from Inter Milan, which isn't really that much of a an indication about anything. You know, like losing seven 0 to Inter Milan at any point is probably, you know, there's 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 teams around the world that would you know wouldn't mind that. The thing to note is they were sound six 0 at half time, and that was thirty eight minutes in. <laughs> so they're like a, a good attack will take this team apart. Empley um, have been very good. They beat Spal, who were recently relegated. Um, with that the nil nil draw with monza in there which is again why i'm taking the double chance but i think one to four for double chance price just get my charity pick in and then let you guys worry about making all the money on it right i just need to be <laughs> here and signed up and like getting a tick against my name that's it so you're getting employee double chance at home one to four
2: okay. i would like to point something out john uh, and that is, I was talking with Gordon uh, earlier this morning before uh, before recording the show about charity picks, uh, and I was not struggling to find a good one or one that I really really wanted to put in. And he pointed me in the direction of the Norway Elite Series on Sunday at five pm. The game is Allison versus Odd, and for in he thought it might be a good idea to have a look at an odd away win. This is a fucking excellent pick. They're even money. It's incredible. Like, I'm just looking at Allison's record. I've got it up on my screen just now. They've won one game in their last 24. They're pretty bad. They've, they've lost their last eight matches in a row. Last weekend, they lost 4-0 against the Bake. Like, this is a team that are absolutely rotten and odd are, are, are good, like... They've got a couple of losses in there, but one, two, three, four, five, six wins out of their last 10, one draw, three losses against a team like Allison that are shipping goals and just can't can't seem to get a result out of anywhere. There's just so many losses in a row. As I say, one win in the last 24. Audit even money here is is odd. massive. Yeah, I, I, would, I, I would be getting on that sooner rather than later because as the weekend approaches and people are are searching through uh, coupons, you know, to to build their their weekend accas, People start to notice this, and I can see that going on quite a lot, and the price coming down. So if you can get on Allison versus Odd and get on the away team at even money just now, that's some pick.
1: Yeah.
3: With with Odd, the, the other thing to note with them as well is that they took they took a couple of doings recently, but they took a doing from Bodo who have been tremendous, and Rosenberg who have you know have been have been pretty good in that league as well. That other loss came to Moldy. So basically. They've lost to all the teams the best, that are
2: good the, the in the elite, league. The elite level. Yeah. And
3: any time they've played against anyone, Mince, they've just beat them. So I, I didn't want to take them in the charity this week because I thought my, my charity there bet has to be-
2: this is possibly the best pick I've ever heard you say, and you didn't even say it on the show. I, d- I didn't even <laughs> say it on the show.
3: That's it. But uh, so, if anyone's interested in it, that's that's a good one to take, in my opinion. And I will be taking it as part of. I do a five team accumulator every week, and I will be taking it as part of that. However, for the interests of charity, I'm just very focused on nothing happening in the employee game. Just nil. I don't even want the notification until it ends. That's when. That's it. I just want finished nil nil. Great.
1: So we did have around the Premier League fixtures, Andy. So how's the, the Fantasy League, the Draft League going?
2: Oh, oh, oh. Andy Sweeney at the top took his first loss. So I am now joint top of that table, which is... Nice. Incredible. Um, so, yeah, I've got one loss, four wins, one loss for me, uh, joint top with with Andy Sweeney. I think Edward Freels in third place. He took another loss, so he's lost two in a row. So he's only on nine points. Um so yeah I, how did you boys get on I believe John don't,
3: beat me I did that. this week yeah he did you had Zaha playing uh, and various different other people um, so it was a, a good win for John I took an L however I am not planning on doing so this week I am out there I've been scouting new players I've been taking. Truly, last week took me by surprise because of the internationals. So, a lot of my players are back this week, one to look out for. But uh, yeah, I, I see Andy Sweeney taking a loss and it fills my heart with joy as he finally <laughs> has lost the game. <laughs> I <In>
2: believe <laughs> overall- it was Ollie who took the, took the win off. Of yeah, o- Ollie Hornby. A, super- yeah. a superb result for Ollie. Um, in the trample bet overall league, so in the main game, just the, the points based game uh, with with the salary cap. We obviously have a, a rather large trampled bet league where everyone's putting a fiver and it's winner take all. If the season was to end now, it would be won by Kieran Gentry. Um he had a he had a good game week last week with 86 points. So he leads the way on 340, although it is all very, very tight. You've got Ian McEwen and Chris Jones um and Ross Thompson all three three hundred and thirty plus, uh so within within ten points in striking distance. Um I think guys we're we are not really very good at the salary cap game. I'm gonna put that out there now. I'm in twenty eighth pot in twenty eighth place. Gordon's in twenty ninth place. Um, oh, John, I was actually scrolling down to find you. Yeah, you're thirtieth. Yes. So, so Isn't there, so there about you how go. Many,
1: how many team league?
2: Thirty five. Yeah, oh, that's, fine. that's fine. So, so, so Gary Black, our producer, is thirty fifth.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's because Gary insists on doing Scottish players, right?
2: Aye, yeah, yeah. Gary insists on having a team full of Scottish players. So he's <laughs> he's handicapped himself and basically donated a fiver to the winner. So you know he's some man. He's 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 just he's just all charity and generosity, is Gary.
1: So the only other note is UFC two five four is on this weekend, Kabig versus Geechee. We've done an episode, it's on the Patreon site, Trample Bet Club, five pounds a month, www.patreon.com forward slash tramplebet. If you want to join, it's five quid a month, direct debit on the first day each
2: month. Uh, you also get several nice, cool things to go with the extra content podcasts that are put up like UFC and baseball. Uh, you also get this podcast as soon as we do it. Uh, you get a video file um, that you can just watch on the Patreon app. The Patreon app's great um, for, for watching on, on mobile phones or whatnot. Uh, So you get it as a video file and you also get a list of all the picks that we mentioned on the podcast written down for you. So you don't have to sit with a notebook. I think that's probably the the most value for money thing that that we do in the the five or a month. And it really, really helps us out, guys. So thanks for that. We also have the Facebook group. Uh, Loads of good stuff goes in the Facebook group. It's a community of uh, over a couple of hundred people now all interested in in sports betting and and finding value in places. And we get shouts from experts in just about everything. Um, guys that love their UFC, guys that love uh, super rugby, speedway, cycling, baseball, you name it, it, it'll be in there. So if you like the show, just search Trample Bet Podcast on Facebook and send us an invite request and, and we'll accept you. Join the the
3: community. best pick of last week by far on the Facebook group was a combination of Chris Kelly and Jason Stott having, oh, having talked wonderful. about... What they thought was going to happen in the Rangers Celtic game, and they both had agreed on they they thought our field was going to get booked, they thought Scott Brown was going to get booked, and they thought that uh, Shane Duffy was going to get booked, and we'd all kind of came to the conclusion that it was a Rangers win. So I put on a, a person only took Scott Brown and Shane Duffy and Rangers, and that got me fourteen to one for my my my, my four pound ninety or whatever it was. um and yeah, so that's 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 kind of how it went for us this weekend. And it was a very good pick, so congratulations both. And it,
2: was, and it was great. It was a good discussion back and forth about it as well, because one of them's a big Rangers fan and the other's a big Celtic fan. So and then they came to the, the consensus that they were the best bets of the day and they all sailed in. Yeah. Um, I, I only took Shane Duffy to be carded and Rangers to win. But even still, that was a, a, a really good win. So thanks very much, guys.
1: That was the podcast. Happy birthday, afternoon NGAR, and have a good weekend.
2: Happy hunting.
0: Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.